0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sample Podcast, the number one social dynamics podcast in the world. I love saying that, even though it's not true yet. It's like I'm, I'm, you know, putting it into the world so it does happen. I don't know if there's any other social dynamics podcast. That's the reason why I say it. I remember Logan Paul said it uh, with uh, impulsive. With he was the number one podcast in the world, and I thought, you know what, social dynamics needs to step up there. So that's why I say it. But welcome back. It is a solo podcast. I'm chilling. All by myself, I don't have a guest this week, but I've loved all the support that you guys have given me over the last couple of weeks, especially with our guests you know, Michael Sartain, Colin Urkerson, Chris Nappy, and we're going to get some very, very high profile guests coming at us very shortly. I'm looking forward to it, I definitely am. It's going to be a freaking ride and a half 2022, which reminds me, I was actually doing this thing the other day, I was writing out my goals for 2022, and I was like, I had this thought and I was like, yo, isn't it a better? And I, and I told my whole uh, my whole community, shout out to the social life mentoring community. And I was telling my guys, I was like, yo guys, um, you should you should be doing your goals now, even though it's December, even though it's the first of December, you should definitely be doing your goals. And so I, I put mine into four different aspects, whether it was like business and health and relationships and uh, experiences and social media. And they're the four aspects that I really had in my life. And I was like, okay, guys, you know, you should do it. And then I listened to my buddy Arlen's podcast and he said the exact same thing. So that's when I knew I was onto something. And I was like, aha. So I told my guys, I was like, okay, well, instead of just having one day where everyone has it on January 1st, now you've got a whole month to actually come up with some legit goals for 2022, things that you're actually going to be emotionally tied to. Because instead of thinking as everyone does January 1st, oh, what are my goals? Well, I want this, this, and this. And there's no emotion to it. Now, because you have a whole like month to think about it, especially over Christmas and stuff, I find that uh, when you're hectically doing things like Christmas and New Year's and this and that and wrap it up the end of the year, you're you're not focusing on it. You're not focusing like that one day. So you have time to actually like your brain has time to decompress and actually like figure out the shit it wants. And uh, I found that I've come up with like some really, really good ones that are really emotionally uh, impactful to me over that month. And I've been doing this for for about a year now. So I did it last year, 2021, 2022, I'm doing it again. So that's a little sneaky, little miscellaneous thing to start off the podcast. So I definitely recommend you guys doing it. But today's podcast is all about leveling up. And this has been something that's been... Really, uh, you know, it, it's been a main focus, especially in my in my mentoring that I do with uh, with guys, especially in their social circle, whether it's dating relationship as well as higher purpose, anything like that. Leveling up is this concept that not a lot of people know about. And I'm, giving, I'm going to give you some story. I'm going to give you a few a few stories today, so you get to know me a little bit better. But um, so when I when I first uh, had my breakup and and spiraled down with you know depression and started to. Uh, Started to take a, a drug called Rest of It just to sleep and became a, you know, an addiction. One of the things that um that over that whole process was that I always called it the 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 Charmander to Charizard. And I've actually done a video on this about leveling past plateaus. If you wanna go check that out on YouTube. But what it is is that we have these like kind of areas in which we want to You know, level up in our life, like you know, we want this, we want that, especially with their goals, or you know, it sort of goes hand in hand. We want to level up past where we are in our life. You know, there might be some aspects in your life that you're not really that keen on continuing that way. So let's just say, like, you know, you got no money, you're not keen on continuing the rest of your life like that. You want to actually level up, you want to level that, but it requires a little bit more than just like where you're at. If you if you tackle the problem. Uh, I, I think Einstein said something, I'm going to butcher this quote horrendously, but Einstein said, if you tackle the problem at the mindset at which you're at, you won't succeed, or something like that. If you tackle a problem at the wrong state or the wrong mindset, or at the same mindset, you have to kind of level up and actually push yourself past where you're currently at. So, you know, one of the things, I'll give you an example, when I found the company that saved my life, I, I knew it was, a, it was a time period in which I was going to change dramatically. And it's funny because the brain does a few different things when when the brain is put under pressure, so your beliefs uh, what drives you, your emotional drivers, and now you've got something that's like completely contradicting your beliefs and telling you that, hey, even though you've been thinking like this for a little while, um, you know it could be twenty years, could be ten years, could be five years, could be a year, it might not be serving you as much as you think it is it might have just served you for the time period in which it was. So, you know, at at that point, you know, I I was suffering with depression. I was pretty horrendously just to get out of bed. It felt like a truck would hit me. And uh, the weird thing was uh, it was caused by the the, the pills I was having. So I was taking these pills, these sleeping tablets, just to sleep because, you know, my mind was racing. And then I was liking the feeling of when I was waking up, a truck hitting me. That's what I was, that's what life was. I liked that feeling. And so I would take more and more to feel that feeling. And obviously, you know, you take more and more. It's going to lead you down the wrong path. But even when I got into, I found out about, you know, uh, improving your social skills and being able to actually attract people in the life you want. It was it was, it was, was hard because a lot of the things that I was learning were, were contradicting everything that I'd been taught. You know, I'd been taught, hey, go to school, get a good job. And when you get a good job, you know, girls will come around and they'll be attracted to you. And, uh, you know... You've always heard the term, oh, just wait, Johnny, you know, uh, just wait until you're 35. All the girls, I remember my mom saying this, I can remember even like the last time she said it, she's like, oh, you know, a special girl's just going to walk into your life and and it's going to be all peaches. She's going to see the value for who you are. And I was like, you know, that comment she said over and over again was what had served me for a long time because, again... I was playing golf, I was being very solo, I was being very kind of introverted and just doing my thing. So, you know, holding on to that belief helped me. And my 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 mentor Owen always talks about this thing where it's called brain versus our uh, brain plus lane. So your brain finds a a belief and it and it uses that as kind of like a lane way as a coping mechanism. So let's just say, you know, my idea was, oh, you know, if I just continue on my path, a, a, a girl will walk into my life and she'll she'll be, you know, it'll be amazing, right? So that was something that I could hold on to because what I was doing was so kind of solo and, you know, you play golf every day, you practice every day, 12, 13 hours, and you just didn't have much interaction. So it was good to hold on to that. But when I got to a certain age, that belief now didn't serve me. That belief, you know, had its merit when I was younger, but now as I got older, it's not actually very true because you can definitely go out and meet people. You can definitely go out and socialize a little bit more. You can definitely go out and interact with a people that are your age. You know, I, I was interacting with Gladys and Jim at the local country club, you know, 60, 70 years old. You know, good. And yeah, they'll always say, oh, I've got my granddaughter, you know, she'd love you. And I was always, always be hoping, I was like, okay, well, her. (laughs) like, can she caddy for you? You know, a lot of people don't know. I used to play golf. You know, from the age of two to the age of literally like twenty five, and trying to get it on, trying to get on tour, trying to become a professional. So that was what my life like really entailed. And so it it was, it was always, and and so I could hold on to that belief. But when a whole company came in and said, "Hang on, what you've been doing has been, for better words, kind of fucked up. What you've been doing now, my brain's like." Oh crap. And this is where I get a lot of people, especially in the mentorship. I have a few, I have two videos in which I put the top ten common misconceptions and the top ten limiting beliefs, right? When I put those videos, I know what the brain is going to do in these individuals' heads. Because imagine if you believe something and then it's proven to be wrong. You have to kind of reconsider life. And reconsider, it. oh, maybe I was like stuffing up in my life. And not a lot of people want to admit that because we always want to be right. The confirmation bias, you always want to be right. You never really want to admit that, hang on, maybe I was, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I stuffed up. Maybe, you know, the idea, like if if Jocko Willings can, has to make a book called Extreme Ownership to take ownership of things that you may have fucked up on or may have need not, being part of it but just the idea of extreme ownership then there's going to be a little bit of a problem in humanity where it's like we're not taking you know ownership of a a lot of the things that we might have been stuffing up so what happens is that when you when you put the brain under pressure i always like to think of it as like a diamond right so this analogy is like a coal is in the ground or coal is in the ground and under pressure it turns into a diamond. And under that pressure, it continues to get sharpened and sharpened and more, more redefined, re- more refined, more refined, and then boom, you take it out. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a this glorious diamond, you know? So that's what I think putting pressure on uh, the brain does. The one thing that I see a lot of people doing is that they, they have this thing called their uh, reticular activation system. Which you'll hear a lot of people in, uh, in in my industry talk about. You know the RAS, the reticular activation system, and it's a it's a it's a point in the brain where if I say to you, "Hey, look, it's not, hey Stacy, hey Jim, hey Sam, hey Kieran, hey Tiffany, it is National Blue Car Day today," and you're like, "Oh my God, okay," and you trust me, you fully, you know, you take my word for it. So you're like, "Oh," so you go outside, and and now you've been blessed with this knowledge that it's National Blue Car Day today. And um, and you go outside and you see a lot of blue cars. And you're like, okay, well, it's National Blue Car Day. Oh, and look at this blue car. Look, there's a blue bike. Wow, it actually is. Cool. And then you, you come back the next day and you're like, oh, my God, Sam, it was National Blue Car Day today. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Tiffany, Kieran, Stacey. Um, you know, I got it wrong. It was actually National Purple Car Day today. And I pull up the document. I pull up the news article. and I pull up the thing that said National Pur- Purple Car Day today. And your brain will like, no, no, that's wrong. No, no, it's wrong. It was an actual blue card day today. I saw all the blue cars. It's kind of like when someone says, don't think of a pink elephant. The first thought is always a pink elephant. So when I do that, now your brain is like, no, 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 because it only saw the blue cars. It wasn't looking for purple. And that's what a lot of people do. They kind of cherry pick little things. And you've probably seen this through the whole, you know, the pandemics and the political system. Everyone likes to cherry pick because everyone likes to be right. That's the idea. Everyone likes to be right. Cognitive bias, it's called. And so what it is, is we like to be right. You know, we like to have our beliefs and our ideas and our, the, what we believe in to be what we believe in, what we feel like is right. And so when, when people come in and put pressure on that and say, no, it might be wrong, the brain doesn't like that, you know, because the brain's thinking to itself. The brain's almost like a different entity. I always think about this. You've got your body, who you are, like right now listening to this, who you are is who you are. I always think about the brain being completely different. Like your brain is completely different than you thinking right now and hearing my words. Like you now just being like, okay, Sam's talking to me. I feel like it's different than your brain. And if you want to go through the Eckhart Tolle way, you can say that there's two brains and all these kind of things. And, you know, I'll give you an analogy. It's like, you know, you might see a person that you're really attracted to, right? And you've got that first instinct. I call it the first brain. And your first brain goes... God, go, talk, talk. go go talk to them, go, go, They're attractive, oh my god, look how hot they are, go talk, go talk, but you always sometimes listen to that second brain, because that second brain goes, oh no, I can't do that, well, look, that, that's it, boy, oh no, that's, oh no, are they together, are they not, oh, or oh, like, oh no, oh, now the moment's gone, oh, okay, well, it doesn't matter, because, you know, they're all walking too fast, and you know, it wouldn't have worked anyway. And so I always had the idea that there was two brains, two bits of you, you know. You have like almost two voices, you know, you that analogy where you've got the devil and the the saint on your shoulders, you know, chatting in both ears. You know, it's an idea that you can see it in uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uh, reference to it, especially over the over the years in the culture and stuff like that, the two brains. So I always think of it like that. So when it's been put under the pressure, when you know, the, cause cause the brain's whole idea is to be like, okay these beliefs that we have, these things that we believe in have served us because, hey, we are not dead. We are alive and we're thriving for the brain. It doesn't know whether you're living in a mansion or a shelter. It's like, okay, we're still alive. Great. Fantastic. You know? So when someone says, hang on, this belief's wrong, this belief's wrong, this belief's wrong, now the brain has to go, oh, hang on, it's thrown into a bit of chaos because a bit of an unknown is thrown into it. A bit of doubt is thrown in. A seed has been planted. And from there, instead of you thinking it just has to like go back a few weeks and, and calculate, okay, maybe I must uh, missed something and I looked at it or something, it's now calculating its whole existence being like, did we misinterpret everything? And so that's why people don't like to take on a new belief, don't like to take on a new idea. Because the brain has to go through everything and be like, oh my God, where did we miss this? Because it, it it always wants to survive. That's its only job. It always wants to survive. That is very like, okay, there's a lot of other things it does. Yes, I get understand that. But really, its only main job is to keep you alive. Really, you know, it, it, it craves hunger because it needs, you know, it needs food, it needs stussogens to keep going. It craves water because, you know, your brain is made up of water. So it needs that. It needs hydration. Um you know, it, it, it wants to reproduce because that's, a, it's, uh, you know, one of the main things that we're here to do, I guess. You know, who really knows why we're here. But anyway, so when this ideal of levelling up So this idea that you have to become something more than who you are is being either stowed upon you or placed upon you or is seeded upon you Like kind of, you know, a little bit, little seed that's been planted into you. It's very hard for, you know, especially, you know, just people in general, especially men to be able to do that, men and women to be able to do this because it's like, we, we love comfort. We hate the unknown. We don't want to have to second judge everything that we do and go our whole existence back. So the brain's like, you know what, stuff that. I don't want to do that. I don't, which is totally fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not judging the brain. I think, you know, even my brain does this. I'm not fucking Superman or anything like that. But this idea is that you, you level up and, and I'll give you an idea. So when I, when I had my second breakup from a girl who had a huge impact on my life, I, ha- I, was, I, was, I was in this place where I was second judging myself and i had a had a I met a guy on the street and he was able to to kind of help me out I moved up to the gold coast and when i moved up to the gold coast even though i'd been living out of home don't get me wrong as soon as everyone lives out of home they realize there's a, they have to level up when you move out of home you have to level up because hey mommy and daddy're not going to be there to pick your just pick your shit up pick your slack up no one's going to be there your roommates aren't going to do that so that's the idea of leveling up, you know, That that's one example. So when, when he invited me up, I, I kind of moved out again. i would moved out multiple times during my, my life. i moved out at 17. I moved out at 21 and then 25, this was, and I moved up to the Gold Coast. Now, this is a whole big change. I'd had my whole social circle in Sydney and everything like that, but it was this idea of leveling up. I knew that this was a, a real big opportunity for me to do it, you know, not only being very masculine, you know, testosterone-filled men, you know, it was an idea that i could rebuild myself a little bit from a from a, a an experience that i'd had that kind of brought me down a little bit you know i'd, I'd had a bit of spiral i had a bit of downward spiral ever since uh, you know i had a, a few things instances you know uh I'd, you know The job fell through that everyone knows me for. From there, I tried to rebuild myself. From there, golf failed. I then went to university. I got kicked out of university. I didn't get kicked out of university. I flew home because of medical drama. And then from there, it it kind of went a downward spiral. So I saw myself at kind of like ground zero again. And I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity where I'm going to be tested. I know that uh, a lot of my beliefs are going to be changed. I know a lot of different things are going to be altered, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being put under pressure. And this is the, if you've got anything from this 17-minute rant of me being, talking about leveling up, it's like, okay, embrace things that make you feel uncomfortable. So if Bitcoin makes you feel uncomfortable about knowing about fiat currency and, and, and it, it just doesn't, you know, it kind of you don't know about it you don't like it maybe you do like it this is what happened with tiktok everyone had this exact same idea i don't like it tiktok's for young people i don't want that stuff i don't want tiktok and now it's one of the biggest downloaded apps and it was this it was this real precise like precise moment where you've got this opportunity which i had in in, in front of me and i thought Okay, a lot of my emotions are telling me, oh, stay in the comfort, stay at home. You might be able to get a place by yourself in Sydney. And then, you know, you've got, your, you've got your whole circle, your social circle there. You've got all the people. You've got a few girls that you're dating here. You know, why do you want to do this? And I knew it was going to be beneficial for me because again, I was going to go from that Charmander to Charizard. I was going to level up. I knew that I was going to level up. I knew that it was going to be super uncomfortable, but I knew that the pressure that it was going to cause me turns me from the coal to the diamond. Okay, it turns me from the cult of knowing. So, you know, the first couple of things, I wrote down a few things that, that really had changed. You know, number one, because I was being put under more pressure, I had to uh, take more responsibility for myself. And I think this is a really, really good thing. People say, you know, I really like staying home uh, with the folks and I have nothing against that, um, you know, because I get to save money, I get to do this, I get to, I get to do that. And uh, it really helps me financially. And I'm like, that's great. I, I appreciate that. And sure, I, I've fallen back on my parents. One of the things that, that I really you know like about being able to live out of home is that you have that more responsibility. You have those deadlines in which you have to hit. You have rent due every week. If you don't shop, no, you're not going to get food. If you're not going to make money... You know, you know, you can get kicked out of your apartment, you get a bad credit score. It, it's really all up to you. You know, there's a lot of the time we're brought up with parents and then to a certain age, we still rely on them. And I hear a lot of people and I have a lot of guys and they're like, okay, well, my mom and dad, you know, don't like what I'm doing. And I asked them the first question. I was like, okay, do you take money from your parents? Yeah. a lot of them are like, oh yeah, like sometimes, like I don't need to, like I, 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 I was like, do you pay rent? Oh, not really. Like, I help around the house. Okay. So, what do you do around the house? Oh, well, I I clean up, you know, my room and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, these things are just, when you live by yourself, are mandatory. (laughs) They're not like, you're not giving back to your parents. And I I ask them, okay, well, if you're taking money, you're not paying rent, you're kind of only just picking up after yourself and not really going that extra mile for your things. You're not really on your own you're not really you you know your parents have emotional leverage over you because again as you get older your parents do this because again you know sure they love the company they love having you around don't get me wrong but you know they're going to use that that emotional leverage that they have so if you want to be more independent which is one of the things that becomes you know second after having more responsibility you become more independent living by yourself or being able to push through those barriers from there you become more independent and you're not gonna be, you know, sort of relying on your parents, and your parents are not gonna have much more emotional control over you. And that's what happens, they do have emotional control over you. Because again, you're 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 sucking their teeth, you're literally not being the best version of yourself, you're relying on them. So, you know, again, as as you get more responsibility, uh, you have to have more ownership for your shortcomings, your failures, your successes, you have to have more ownership. And by having more ownership by that, you have more pressures on you. And as I said, you have rent due, you have this, you have that bill, you have that bill, you have to organize this, that. And you know, this pressure that you're 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 coming with, you know, you know, example, you know, everyone's got them. The guys, the guys and the girls that are living by themselves, they all know the pressures. The guys and girls that are not living by themselves or are living, you know, with their parents you know, there's, there's rent, there's water, there's electricity, there's, you know, uh, you've got to make sure you've got to get to, to your job, you know, you've got to make sure that you know, everything's working properly. you got to have food. you got to have a clean space. you got to make sure that, you know, your bathrooms... What else? Your bathrooms are clean. You've got to make sure the floor is vacuumed. You've got to make sure that the dishes are done. You've got to make sure that if you break anything, you've got to replace you got to make sure that, you know, if they need anything in your apartment, you've got to have... Like, you know, last week they wanted to come in for a fire drill. Oh, crap. you got to make sure you got to organise that. Your rent's got to be paid. You know, any sort of bills that you got, if you want to invest. And so you can see how this... That is just in order for you to live, not including you know being good at your job, investing, self development, socializing with people, and then the list goes on and on and on. So you can see where someone might be you know as again as vulgar as it is sucking off the teat, you know just supplicating and sucking their parents dry, where they're not taking responsibility, they have no ownership, they're not leveling up, and then they're they're literally that Charmander versus Charizard. You know, someone that is living like, you know, I, I I truly believe that it's just like, okay, like, don't get me wrong. If you've fallen on hardships and you have to go back home, that's totally understandable. I 100% understand that. Don't get me wrong. And uh, as long as you have a plan that you're not going to stay there and not feel the comfort and not feel, you know, someone looking after you, because again, it comes to a point where it's like, I want to help my parents and my parents have given me so much and I want to help them out. I don't want to be, you know, I've seen the ramifications of still relying on your parents as you get older. It's not going to be me. And I know that for a fact. And so, you know, for me, it's going to be like I'm going to give back as much as possible because they have given me so much. And I I don't feel indebted to them. I feel it's a duty and I feel that I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any leeway with this. It's just something I have to do. It's an obligation of mine. It's an integrity thing that I want to give back, you know, for for all the experiences uh, that they gave me. So, you know, that's something that I have. That's a moral compass in me, you know. I don't know if that's going to be a moral compass in you. But that's something that that I definitely – that was kind of deep. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) But leveling up is is an interesting thing because it comes in as I get off the book. Sometimes I go on like I have shit written down on a textbook. And it becomes really like, just, I don't know, like scripted. Sometimes I want to get flow, flowy because again, all of this is, is not, uh, not written down. It was like five words written down and it's all off the dome. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a funny thing because I know from, from 2017, 2018, Sam, 2018, Sam, 20, start of 2019 to Sam 2021 going into 2022, whole different version. Going from 2004 to 2012, Sam, to now, oh, holy shit, I'm a whole different person. And, um, and, and, and I see a lot of people, and I'm like, you know, there might be three or four years different, and I, I tell them, I'm like, yo, I'm about to turn 28 now. You know, everyone knew me back in the day in, uh, online when I was 21, and, and I say those three or four years, they're huge. They're huge in terms of your mental capacity, in terms of your mental fortitude, in terms of like the things that are, that affect you and the things that you you experience. You know, they change you so much. And, you know, just a year changes you. Have a look at the last two years, a completely different person, completely different mindsets, you know, completely business-orientated. I was always in investing, but, you know, I've doubled down so hard, to, you know, not really knowing or having a pathway. Now I've got clear... Path. i have a moral compass i'm not a moral compass i have a compass i always have moral compass but i have a compass i have a direction in which i'm going so you know it, it's very interesting and, and you probably and i guess this is a sportsman mentality i knew that like i don't know i don't know if anyone knows this like i guess i guess i could be just rambling about dumb things but i guess it came from the golf background where you're just like okay well i started shooting these numbers um, uh and in tournaments i'm shooting these numbers How does this person shoot those numbers? How does he have that average? You know, so if I'm shooting, if I'm a 73.49 tournament golfer, that's my average. I'm shooting 73, around one, two over sometimes. Um, But I I see, you know, let's just, Blake, you know, Blake shooting 68.45. There's a big difference between me and Blake. It's like, how am I going to level up towards Blake's, you know towards you know what he's who he is that's mindset that's mentality physically emotionally mentally spiritually it's a whole different version of yourself you you're 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 leveling up into and this is with you know successfully attracting new people into your life this is with building social circles this is with you know everything because the the level in which you level up in people will know this from Sam who was 2019 going into surface paradise seeing all the people at the clubs to last night or last weekend, having a fun weekend. Shout out to the shout out to Ryan, to Neil, whose birthday was. You know, going in there and partying with the owners of the clubs and being, everyone pretty much recognising me on the streets. Um, that's been a huge level up. If you took two clips from that, from 2019 to 2021, they, they're dramatically different. It's, it's Charmander versus Charizard. And you say, okay, well, what happened? Well, it's those small incremental steps. It's, it's understanding that you've got to push through uncomfortable situations. You know, it's not, it's, you know, you think like people on social media, you know, I see a lot of people that want to be social media stars. And it's like, you don't think that at the start it wasn't uncomfortable for them. No one knew who they are. They had to push through people mocking them. You know, you don't think that was uncomfortable. I say that because I did get mocked on social media by the, by a few uh, few people from my high school. So shout out that they gave me a bit of motivation for a couple of weeks there. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, it did it spurred me on. It, but ha- I had a couple of great weeks after that. I was like, "Fuck you guys! I'm going to show you how good I am. I'm going to show you how great I am." That's a that's a Muhammad Ali quote I've heard the other day. But yes, um, you know, it's a, it's a big topic. I want to talk about it, and, and, and for me, it was number one, you know, recap everything. Number one, it was understanding and identifying that some ideas, beliefs and habits may have served me, but may not be serving me now. Okay? Number two, understanding number one, principle that things aren't serving me, and going, OK what are the things that I have to maybe change? So maybe that might be your understanding of, you know, say like, okay, hypothetically, you don't like social media. You're not a very social media person, but you know social media and your social business card, as I like to say it, uh, your SBC social business card, your, your social media presence is very good at attracting people into your life, getting, the, getting around the people that you want to get around, Uh, leveling up your social status, uh, being able to express yourself. And you know that. You know that that Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and LinkedIn and Twitter and all these other things, YouTube, are very, very good, you know? And so now you're going to go, well, I'm not a social media person. I'm not this, I'm not that. It's like, okay, well, you have to embrace that awkwardness. Being like, okay, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. In this, and this is what I did. Twenty eighteen, I I didn't have I didn't have one post from twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen. I didn't even post once. Like I didn't know about social media, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna go head in the heels, make it look like a fool. Okay, I'm gonna look like a fool. People are gonna mock me. Oh well, fuck it. I know that if I continue on this, um. There's going to be times in which I don't think it's working. There's going to be times in which I think it's working. And then, you know, now that I, now, look, the person listening to this is listening to my podcast, you know, where I can, I can just rant about social dynamics and have cool ass guests from around the world that you guys enjoy. It. Like that, that's crazy to me to have, you know, hundreds of, you know, 100,000, 120,000 people follow me on TikTok about 15 second, 30 second videos like that that's crazy to me you know from someone in 2018 that didn't know anything about social media you know i was i was big on the app in, you know i was big on youtube in 2016 didn't really know much didn't know how how it worked and now being able to and don't get me wrong i'm not huge it, you know but i i it it's been a journey that was 2020 2021 this year you know that's what that's what i've kind of cultivated is being able to understand social media a little bit better i didn't know about it it was uncomfortable for me I had to challenge all my beliefs, but I'm glad I did because in that department, I became Charmant and Charizard. What's another area? Business. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, guys. I kind of suck at it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Entrepreneurial life, I've been doing it for since 2018, 2019. I kind of suck at it, but I'm leveling up every adventure that I'm going on, whether it's e-commerce, which was 2018, 2019, 2020 whether it was, you know, helping, you know, whether it was social media marketing, you know, helping F45 out, helping franchises out with their Facebook ads, whether it's now to to social life mentoring. I've continuously got better and better because I pushed myself into the most uncomfortable things possible. I was like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable, but I embraced it. This is what you have to do, whether it's business, whether it's socializing, whether it's dating, whether it's relationships on the verge of your comfort zone, on that edge is where the growth happens, is where the leveling up happens. That is where it is. It's not being comfortable. It is not being comfortable. Because, again, what you find comfortable now, you know, three years ago, might not, been, might not have been comfortable. It might have been super uncomfortable. Think about a person that like took up pottery and then 10 years later, pottery is their comfort zone. You know, because they've done it for ten years. Now, you know, a person that's been like refining it. The reason why people refine and get better and better over time and get better after ten years, they start to experiment and try things that they wouldn't have experienced. Become uncomfortable trying new, crazy things. You know, like again, well, one of the instances was like I found I one of my biggest epiphanies with golf was like when one day we were like, you know, what let's play around left handed, and uh, super uncomfortable, but I had my greatest epiphany there about understanding about how some shot was like tracing the air, some sort of understanding about the dynamics of a left-handed swing with a right-handed swing, it just clicked all of a sudden. I can't remember its specificness, but I remember the feeling I had. I was just like, wow, because I tried something uncomfortable. It's like right at the edge of like your, your comfort zone, where it is. And, and everyone knows where the comfort zone is, whether it's seeing that pretty girl and going, okay, like – my comfort zone is to stay here and not talk to her, and just like, you know, just live and walk walk over and get my groceries, and come back. But right on that edge, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. It could go well, it could go amazing, it could not. You know, seeing that celebrity in the club and you know, not just asking for a photo and actually getting to know them or, you know, trying to get into that event. I know, I know some things, certain people are like, okay, well, pushing their comfort zone was like sneaking into festivals, you know, without buying a ticket. These people are like rich ass, but that pushes their comfort zone. Some of the biggest people I've seen just take these wild chances and take these uh, and live dangerously, live on the edge. And, uh, and I see that their comfort zone grows more and more and more, and they become less uncomfortable by situations. So in order to level up, I think the final point I will say is that you have to embrace the uncomfortable uh, decisions that you come from day to day. You know, so, you know, an uncomfortable situation. you see that girl, you go approach her. You know, you ask that girl out. You go try and bargain with someone. That's uncomfortable. You try sales. That's uncomfortable for a lot of people. I know it's uncomfortable for me at the moment. That's why I push them through. You go start a podcast. You go do things that are uncomfortable that you know that, okay, look, they're not going to hurt anybody. Like, you know, going up to the girl, one of the greatest things I say to a lot of guys, it's like, you know, that girl that's sitting on the park there, you know, and she's, she's not doing anything and you overthinking your head, just ask yourself, am I going to die by saying hello to this girl? Am I going to die by starting a podcast? Am I going to die? No. Okay. I might get mocked My social status. Might get. You know, who cares? It's like by me challenging my beliefs about something that I don't, you know, I, I've held a belief for so long. Am I going to die by challenging a belief? No. So at the end of the day, it it really is that edge, you know, like for me moving up to the Gold Coast, you know, they're they're the defining moments because I know that that helped me level up. Me finding RSD was a level up. Me moving over to America was a level up. Were any of those comfortable decisions for me? Hell no. Heck no. They were so uncomfortable. They were deliberating back and forth and back and forth. But I just just knew deep down that it it was the right decision. And you kind of know when you're doing, you know, well, when you're when you're really stuffing up. I think that's everyone—men, women, you know, old, young. Like everyone knows, like when they could be doing a little bit more. And uh, the path to that, you know, a lot of people say that your your, your, your compass that leads you in, in your life, it, it's 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 on, it's it's kind of discomfort, you know. So when you're, you know, f- for someone to Ask someone to be their husband or wife, and that that that's uncomfortable for them because they don't know if it's going to say yes or no. But that brings ultimate joy or ultimate heartbreak. But even from that heartbreak, they could learn something that might help them in their life. You know, from that, from that, you know, trying to do that skateboard trick and trying and failing and failing and failing and failing and then breaking your leg or something, and then you know going to the hospital and you know you never know where that might like I'm going in circles, but. To end the point, to end the podcast. You guys have been listening to me rant on. Is that right on that edge of the comfort zone is where you'll you'll have a lot more experiences and um and I know that you can have times in in, in your life where you know you could be going hard because emotionally that that's pretty hard to live live in discomfort. It's has emotionally hard, um, but it, it brings so much more reward. It brings so much personal growth. And if you really want to level up, really want to increase your social status, really want to increase, you know, just who you are as a person, I think that is the number one thing that I did and uh, that I can uh, bestow or, or tell you about. And I'm not there. I have personal, you know, comfort zones that that I need to conquer each and every day. But I know that uh, if I continue even when I feel discomfortable about doing, I'm like, oh, you know, this sales call or this this sort of webinar that I don't know if anyone's going to turn up. I'm like, oh, this this business thing. I just know I'm just like, you know, just keep putting in the time there because this is where the growth happens. By me sitting down viewing TikTok, there's not much growth right there, but me trying to do something whether I pass or fail, you know, that's where a lot of the growth is. So there are things in life in which uh, we choose the comfortable route. There's things in life we choose the discomfortable route. On the uncomfortable route. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, right on that edge of that comfort zone is where we're going to have the biggest personal growth and level up. So I thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. And I will be seeing you next week with a fresh new podcast. And I look forward to uh, hearing all your stories in the future. Take care, guys.